Welcome to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast, where the cross and the culture are on a collision course for discussion. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require signs, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness, but under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, here's your host, Thomas Irvin. Welcome back to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast. Thank you again for coming. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for watching. Whatever it is you do with this podcast, I appreciate it. Um, Thank you for the feedback. I thank you for um, sharing these things and getting the word out about our ministry. Um, I'm bringing to you this morning, it's 1122 in Uganda, Africa, Um, another update. This is our February update. I'm a little late in the month. We've got some family visiting. Uh, My wife's parents are here and um, uh, here for a couple of weeks, so we've been spending a little bit of time with them, showing them around, uh, letting them participate in the ministries, showing them some of the unique things about Uganda and Africa, and and um, they they came to see the grandkids. <laughs> That's really the only reason they came. But but if they can squeeze in some of these other things, they've enjoyed that as well. So. Uh, that's all right. So, so I'm a little behind getting this update out, but I, I want to keep it going and, and make sure that we get these out to you. I appreciate those of you that listen to it and really appreciate those of you who pray for us. Um, the Lord has been good to us. The month of February is our two-year mark in the country, and so um, praise the Lord. I've been with BIMI now since 2017, and uh, we've now been in Uganda uh, uh, for two years. February makes two years uh, that we've been here now. So uh, the prayer letter update begins with Acts 26, verses 22 through 23. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none of the other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. Uh, that's very interesting. It's very instructional. The Apostle Paul is he, basically saying, I, I've told you nothing new, uh, though we, we, we know the Lord gave him, you know, scripture to write, and, and he, he was given more revelation. According to his testimony, he said, all I did was build upon what, what Moses and the prophets had already told us. I've just written in such a way as to confirm exactly what they, they already had to, to tell us. So, um, and witnessing. He's a witness. The Apostle Paul ceased not to witness as he progressed in life and travels, wherever he went, whatever he was, do- he was doing, he was a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
As a Christian, it was fundamental to his being. We like that word. We call ourselves Christian, but, but is witnessing fundamental to your Christian life? When you go places, when you have opportunity to, you know, to, get in, engage, to engage people in conversation, do you tell them about Jesus Christ? Or is it you know, politics, football, basketball? What, people are into some weird things these days, so we'll not venture down that road. But for the Apostle Paul, it was Christ crucified. That's what he told people. He witnessed, he gave the gospel, and then he taught the Bible. That's what he did with his life. That's what I want to do with my life. Uh, that, that is, I, I have just about narrowed down all my desires to that. If I can spend my life witnessing to people and teaching the Bible, uh, to me, that'd be a, a life fulfilled, and, and I'd praise the Lord for it. And it didn't matter who it was, small and great. Uh, witnessing and help from God are, uh, was essential to the lives of those who were the subjects of the biblical record. While I believe it would do us well to make this matter this a matter of personal discipline, I'd be remiss to suggest it could be accomplished without help from God. Um, personal discipline can go a long way, and you should practice it. You should apply it. You should improve it. You should engage in those ideas. Personal discipline, the reason we think so highly of athletes and uh, men, men who have accomplished great things, the reason they accomplish them is because of their discipline. You know, it's, it's not that people are lucky. That's not, the, that's not the thing. They work hard. They apply themselves. You know, they, they, they're faithful. They're dedicated. They do what they're supposed to do. They go where they're supposed to go. They, they, you know, they just stay engaged all the time. And so as a result, when opportunities pop up, they're where they're supposed to be. So they get the opportunity. Uh, they, they have a history or a record of, of demonstrating their faithfulness, and so, uh, so things tend to go in their favor. We call it luck. Uh, the reality is it's discipline. But personal discipline is not enough. It should be part of your life. You should practice it. You should, you should be fully engaged in personal discipline. But you also need help from God, and we, we can't leave that out. That's, that's, not, a, uh, that's not a supplemental factor. It, it's... It's the main thing, but, but the way God operates is he gives you uh, responsibilities that you have to maintain, and, and he gives himself responsibilities that he'll maintain. If you read in the Bible, oftentimes God says, if you will do this, then I will do that. <laughs> and we want the that without the if. <laughs> so uh, that, that's just the way the Lord works. So the more faithful we are, the more dedicated we are, the more more we apply ourselves, then the, the more we put ourselves in a position for God to bless what we're doing. And um, for the most part, I, I think the Apostle Paul demonstrated that principle fairly well. So it, discipline is good, but you got to have help from God. We are both personally responsible and have been given that divine source of support, Acts 1.8, the Holy Spirit. You shall be given power, and the purpose of that power is to go be a witness um, and, and it's vital to Christian function. Therefore, life as a Christian who follows Paul as he follows Christ is rooted in dependence on the Holy Spirit and witnessing for Christ. That's, that's our help. That's it. You know, we have the Word of God. We have the complete Word of God. And it's our responsibility to go out and preach that. The Apostle Paul said, I had Moses and the prophets <laughs> until he was given the Word of God to write and... Um, who knows if he even knew he was writing the Word of God? I mean, I think he did, but it's, it's just interesting to think about. He's writing a letter, and it would, it would become an epistle in the New Testament. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. So 
Uh, but regardless of that, he still he went out witnessing and he told people what Moses said and what the prophet said. And all of that pointed to Jesus Christ. And so that's, that's how he spent his life. This idea motivates much of what we hope to accomplish as missionaries. Two foundational requirements are to witness and to raise men and women who will follow us as we follow Christ. But this cannot be accomplished without God's help. Yet the Lord helped us immensely in February. Uh, by the way, we're, we're you know, um, 13 days into March. I don't know what's in the air in Uganda or in this region of Uganda these days, but people have been get from February to March, people have been getting saved in almost record numbers. We, we have had, uh, just this past Sunday, you know, we're, 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 so it says March 12th, we had five people baptized in church who were recently saved, and three people made professions of faith in church. Then we went soul winning Sunday night, and three more people made professions of faith Sunday night. And then the, the group that I was with, we were out visiting people who have recently been saved but haven't made their way to church yet for uh, some of them for valid reasons, some of them for not so valid reasons. So um, I appreciate you praying. I hope you continue to pray for what's going on here. Something very interesting is happening. And it's a blessing for our guys and our girls who faithfully witness, and they have been plowing and sowing and watering and doing all these things and not seeing much fruit. Well, now it's it's just falling off the tree and hitting them on the head. <laughs> and uh, so praise the Lord. It's been a blessing. Um, I, I, again, I don't know what what has happened, but we, we praise God for it and, and hope it continues. Uh, we began a new semester of Bible school at Masaka uh, Baptist College. Early in the month, Brother Keith Stensis has given me the honor to teach verse by verse through the book of Daniel. First, <laughs> what a book. Um, what a man in Daniel. And so praise the Lord. And you can only say that because what a God. Dan- Daniel was a, you know, faithful to the God of heaven, and, and, and it shows. It, it's, it's clearly demonstrated in his life. Not only for its great prophetic insight, but also for the character of these men who faced great political adversity and stood steadfast in their faith. The character and faithfulness of Daniel are unbelievably convicting biblical realities. Second, the prophetic visions and dreams provide great depths of biblical exploration that lead to monumental understandings. We began the first class with a detailed look at Judah's history leading up to their captivity in Babylon. Uh, the Bible school students and myself are significantly challenged by, by this great book at every turn. The Lord's help is not limited to our learning and admonition, but immensely helped this month with our many witnessing endeavors. Beginning with Lusana, our village public ministry had great success. Two days of public ministry and door knocking led to 10 professions of faith in Jesus Christ. Most of our witnessing took place in the several trading centers around Lusana, Trading centers emerge over time as large numbers of people open uh, needful markets or stores, and large numbers of people begin to visit the area consistently. These trading centers are essential for the local villages to access needful and sometimes unneeded (laughs) merchandise. The trading centers are often on main roads with many cars or motorcycles passing through. Lusana is off the beaten path. Driving there is a rarity, and boy is it. You're driving up a hill over a footpath, and the, the, um, the grassy area you're driving on is, in some places is just wide enough for the vehicle. 
you go too far to the left or to the right, uh, you might end up in in a ditch on one side or rolling down a hill <laughs> on the other side. So uh, that place is is way out there. So pray for that church. They've got some plans. Um, the two men are being um, uh, trained to one of whom will potentially be the future pastor. Um, Musumba Sebanja, the, the pastor that I'm, I'm working with, a man that Brother Keith has been working with for a long time. Um, he's he's pre- preparing two men, you know, of course, one of whom will end up being the pastor there, and, and they're both doing very well. The church is doing well, even though it's it's literally in the middle of nowhere. We went to several trading centers that surround it, um, but the way, way life works here in the village is um, when you go out in the village, it's you're out in the village. It's it's a it's a um, it's a very remote location, very remote place, and so you 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 don't know exactly how things are going to go because it's so remote. People may or may not come to it, but the church is widely recognized and known around the area. Um, as far as we know, it's got a good testimony. The people there have done a great job. Went out witnessing, had a great time. Uh, people got saved. Visitors came to the church. I mean, that's, this is our goal when we go out there and, and you know, to, to train the men who are there to stir up some, some, some new faces, to try and win some souls to Christ and try to get some new families coming to the church. That's our goal in the two days that we go out to these villages. It's kind of a hardcore hit the, hit the ground and, and just um, get to work. You know, we, we got to do everything we can to try and scrounge up as many people as we can and get them coming, coming to the church. And uh, so far, it's done well. Now, Lusana, um, we did have t- 10 people make professions of faith, but I think we had less visitors in, in, you know, come to the church because it's so far off the beaten path. Now, they have a good, goodly church attendance as it is, so they're not hurting, but we, we would like to see it continue. They're, they have plans to build a new church building. Um, like I said, they're training this new, uh, a new pastor. Uh, the church, it has an interesting future, and, and we want to see it do well. Its location is a mild concern, but but it has not hindered so far. So it, it's it's not worth fretting over. Uh, but we want to see them do well, and 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 the church keep keep growing. So uh, in February, more than a few Muslims made professions of faith in Jesus Christ. Our town church faithfully continues its public ministry and door knocking in Masaka. Multiple Muslims this month made professions of faith. One lady asks us to please be careful contacting her and discipling her because she doesn't want her husband to know, and that's common here. Uh, if her husband finds out that she has made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ, he he will not be happy. And uh, so, yeah, pray for pray for these Muslims who have trusted in the Lord. We we want to see them go on to live a victorious Christian life, and the Lord can help them do that. Uh, but it's it's not easy, you know. It's it's easy to sit from the comfort of a of a Judeo-Christian mindset and say, you know, just do it anyways. But in a society like this, and 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 then even she's in she's coming from not only a Ugandan society, which is very different from a Judeo-Christian background, but also from a from a uh, concentrated Islamic society. And so they have expectations and norms that she has to maintain. And if she doesn't want to do that now that she's a Christian, that's gonna have it's gonna have problems for her. Um, in any case, these ex-Muslims will face great difficulty if they proceed steadfastly in their profession of faith in, in Christ Jesus. Please pray that they follow Jesus with, with grace and safety. This month was blessedly fruitful. In one week, we had 12 professions of faith. The men and women who labor faithfully with us were rejoicing at such an increase. 
Another unique development was the abnormal number of, of professions of faith at our public ministry in Masaka, uh, street preaching, going out publicly. Um, we don't normally see a lot of uh, fruit from that. It's it's well, well let, let me read it to you. Um, public ministry is a foundational biblical principle, but in the modern era, it often effectively serves as a form of plowing, sowing, and watering. I have witnessed publicly for the Lord in the United States, Egypt, Uganda, Dubai, and Afghanistan. As a form of ministry, it is overwhelmingly focused on large-scale sowing and rarely produces immediate fruit. Though at times it certainly does, the Lord occasionally gives us the blessing of immediate increase. In February, the Lord blessed us with a sudden increase multiple times in Masaka town. This tremendously encourages the men and women who so faithfully attend these ministries. Uh, I enjoy a few things in life more than teaching God's Word. Again, I, I was blessed this month with an opportunity to preach for Masaka Independent Baptist Church. My topic was another aspect of standing versus state. This time we dealt with the biblical realities related to gifts given to us the moment we are saved versus the rewards the Lord encourages us to go after throughout our Christian life. When we understand the responsibilities God placed upon Himself— versus the responsibilities God placed upon us as saved men and women, we can effectively focus our attention where it is needed. Now, the men's Sunday school class continues to develop well. We continue to make our way uh, chapter by chapter through the book of Matthew. When Matthew is complete, we will follow directly into the book of Mark until the four Gospels have been expounded unto God's people. The young men assisting me with the teaching are doing an excellent job. They study and prepare each week faithfully. Teaching in this capacity is a growing opportunity for these men. It's been a tremendous blessing to see them as they as they develop personally from studying, preparing, and then and then going out and teaching. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, among the Sunday school teachers is Brother Gross. I recently wrote a prayer letter concerning his biblical desire to honor his mother. I asked if any were interested in assisting with building a house to meet his mother's needs for a home and safety. Brother Gross dedicated himself to this task without fail, even placing other significant decisions on hold until his mother was secure. Many of you responded with financial help. I hope you know what an encouragement this is to a young man like Brother Gross. He has a great spirit and a tender heart. The work on the house is progressing well. He is learning the brutal realities of building a home in an inflationary period. Prices are only good for the hour, <laughs> not even for the day. But the house is being built and will be finished as he can. I cannot thank you enough for helping him the way that you have. Uh, we've, we've, I have been shocked by the churches who reached out to help Brother Gross. And, and, and I hope this is taken well, and I hope, hope I say it right. But um, it, it has been these small churches that one would think just doesn't have the ability to help in this capacity and they just have given sacrificially to help Brother Gross get this done. Um, I, I, Brother Gross is a choice servant of God. He is a blessing, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I can convey to you what an encouragement it is to a young man like that to have God's people help him in the way that you have. And um, asking something like that for, for me to ask something like that is rare. I I, I don't. I tend to not like those types of things or, or asking those types of requests. Um, but I'm glad I did this time. I think it's a huge encouragement to Brother Gross. He is a faithful, dedicated servant of Jesus Christ. I don't say that lightly. 
Uh, Brother Gross could be plugged in anywhere, and you could trust him to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is a is an excellent young man. Uh, so thank you for helping him and encouraging him the way that you the way that you have. Thank you so much. Um, Brother Gross is also heavily involved in the Luganda Bible Translation Project. He is one of the main translators and doing an excellent job. He is well into the book of Joshua. Actually, today I just had a meeting with him, and uh, he is now in the book of Judges. He is moving along. Uh, The first level of review of the book of Genesis is nearly complete. About half of Genesis has been through the second level of review, and the first 17 chapters have been through the third level of review. My hope is in the next two months to have Genesis complete, uh, done. Uh, I, I set some goals for them today, and one of the goals is by the end of this year, all five books of the Pentateuch need to be complete. So I think those are realistic goals that will not sacrifice quality. Uh, we want quality over quantity, but we also want to keep this project moving uh, as best we can. Um, it's going to take eight to 10 years likely to finish. Now, if I set goals for them and keep them on track for those goals, we could cut that down to about six years and maintain good quality. We don't want to lose the quality of their work just to get, just to rush through it and get it done. Um, so I'm, I'm, they, they received it well. They, they are excited about it. They think it, it can be done. And, and, um, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna stay on top of it. So, um, I'm really excited about that, to to be able to hand those people a copy of the Word of God in Luganda and tell them, here here is an accurate copy of God's Word that that you can build your life upon. I mean, we're Bible believers. That's our goal, is to to build a foundation on the Word of God. So uh, as I close this letter, thank you for praying for uh, for us these past two years. February is the two-year mark for us. It has been a blessing. So much has happened in two years. It seems like we have been here for 10 years already. In two years, we have established ministries, had hundreds of professions of faith, uh, had several disciples, taught Bible school classes, taught mothers to have biblical homes, taught Sunday school classes, preached on the streets, in the homes, in businesses, in Masaka, in the villages, taught TBIs, been sick, been healed, been hurt, been been healed again, (laughs) uh, gave birth to our son, and so on. Much of what we have accomplished with the Lord's help came so easily because the Stensis family first laid the foundation, and then they greatly helped us along the way. Serving the Lord with our lives is mortal man's most significant work, and somehow I get to be part of it all. Praise the Lord, and thank you for your prayer and your support. Thomas, Kristen, Bethany, and Adrian Irvin, Ambassadors for Christ, Uganda, Africa. God bless you, and thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can learn more about our ministry by visiting www.plenteousredemption.com. You can hear more Plenteous Redemption podcast audio at www.plenteousredemption.media. Please comment below if this podcast has been a help to you. Also, inform us of future topics that would interest you. Thank you again for listening to the Plenteous Redemption podcast.